you're back listening to us. It is season two, episode three. I don't know why every time I'm in charge of the intros, I sound drunk. I'm not. I just, I'm still not that great at them. But you're, you're, wel- you're welcome back. What? <laughs> I just- you're welcome back. <laughs> I start, yeah, you, and that's Katie. Hey, everybody. I'll say the name of the show since Chaz didn't. This is Please Top, the podcast with Katie and Chaz. And we're back for another week. And we have actually a lot of news to cover today. Like what? So much pop culture has happened. We're not going to be just another pod that recaps things. However, if we have opinions on things, we will share them. I have no idea what to talk about, so you start sharing. Oh my god. Okay. Well, first, do you want to do a weekend recap? Well, mine's kind of lengthy, so if you want me to, sure. Which one? What did I do this weekend? All of my weekends (laughs) It's so lengthy, I don't know what it is. Well, all of my weekends for the last two months have consisted of me raging every weekend, hanging out with some new random guy at some point, getting close to making out but not, and hanging out with friends. Something interesting happened this last weekend where I was at a party. This group of guys who I met a couple years ago said, hey, I know you, somehow ended up going to some fun places with them. When we were waiting outside of one place, this guy that I kind of ghosted last year because I wasn't feeling it that much because I'm just picky. Nothing he did wrong. He's actually like a great guy. We're waiting to decide if we're going in or not to this place. It was like a $600 cover for the guys to go in. So they were debating. And as they're debating, this guy pops his head out the door just for a second. And I'm on the street area. I'm not even right in front of the door. And we lock eyes and I was like, blank is that you and he was like Chaz come in but I couldn't because I was with my newly reconnected guy friends and so I texted him I said you looked really good and then he didn't say anything I was like oh he's probably pissed because I ghosted and then the next day he's like you looked really good too but I haven't been reaching out to you because I thought you weren't interested and I said well I wasn't because I wasn't in a good place to date at the time but now I would like to revisit things and he said okay so we're going out this weekend Oh, that's an update. I didn't know that part. Yeah, just like a weird little New York moment of someone you don't see in almost a year. The fact that he just popped his head out and in right as I arrived on the street. It was just one of those... New York is like that. New York is such a small town sometimes. Yeah, but the rest, I've just been partying very hard, working very hard. Same as usual. Sounds like balance. I went to a haunted house this weekend, which (laughs) isn't really the time of year to be doing that sort of thing, but it was so much fun. I did that on Friday night, and then on Saturday we stayed in because it was so windy and absolutely freezing, and then on Sunday I had an entire drink poured on me (laughs) at at a new restaurant that we went to. That can either be great from a victim standpoint, like a great opportunity to victimize yourself if it was an accident or, or or if it was on purpose, but if it was on accident, then you you don't get much clout from it. 
Well, I mean, I didn't pour the drink on myself. The waitress was leaning over our table and she just like leaned too far and the whole drink just like poured into my lap. I'm wearing a dress that is not mine. It's a rental from Rent the Runway. Thank God it was like clear because it was a tiki bar. So that drink could have been pink or orange or something crazy. But thank goodness it was clear. I just smelled like straight gin and rum for the rest of the day. The whole dress was just like, it smells like liquor and I have to mail it back like this. But I was really proud of the way I handled it because I think a lot of people would freak out. I mean, it got all over my phone, all over everything. And the poor girl was so in shock. She kind of just stood there for a second. And like, I didn't yell at her because I was like, okay, the dress isn't stained. Like I'll live kind of cold now. But I was like, oh, could you just like get me something for my phone? (laughs) Well, one time that happened to me when I was eating schnitzel in New Orleans and the waiter was so rude. I think because he was in shock, he spilt not only the drink all over me, but my schnitzel. Soggy schnitzel is the worst thing. We had a spill this weekend. We were at this influencer event. Have I and I just happened to be there watching all of the influencers in the wild. This one girl who looked, she wouldn't be an influencer, I'll just say that. She just looked very weathered, is what I'll say. She had a Pomeranian and she's acting like she's the belle of the ball, the star of the show. And her dog was cute. Everyone's like saying how cute her dog is. My friends were like, oh, your dog's cute. And she just acted like, yeah, thanks. And then my friend accidentally spilled her drink and it kind of went flying a little. It got on me. And then some got on that influencer and or her dog. And she just kind of scoffed. But at one point, I gave her a backhanded compliment. And I told her her dog looks like Lisa Vanderpump's, the one that's decrepit (laughs) with mange. But I said it in a nice way. But you handled it well. I could see me spilling a drink on myself just for attention. I could see you doing that too, to be fair. Jazz is just throwing a wet t-shirt contest for one anytime she goes out. <laughs> I saw this shirt someone got at a thrift store and it's, sorry, I just got the most bizarre. I thought you were frozen. Oh my God. No. You like, you just fully malfunctioned. I don't know. I, this must be someone I matched with on a dating app. Chaz, hope your week's moving along magically, but it's all indented as if it's like a, a spam text. Down to do hmm. some vino and treats at Turks and Frogs. What? Turks and Frogs? Senor Frogs. Turks and Frogs. I don't know. I keep agreeing to dates and I don't even know. I don't save the numbers in my phone. It's a it's a roulette. It's a surprise every time. Should I talk about the date I had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think you should. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well... We all know how important humor is to me. This is why I stay friends with certain people I've dated. Because once I think you're funny, I'm not letting you go. We, I, it's so hard for me to find a man with my humor. I finally found one. <laughs> he was so attractive, so funny. We had a great rapport. And we met up. He was very sweet right as we sat down he started talking about like his past and like his future his present career in finance and he said yeah I used to do 
male cam modeling for gay men, even though I'm fully straight. And I got a lot of money from that that I traded. And now I, I'm like, in, I work in finance at this firm. And it took me a second because I didn't have time to process male cam model for gay men. <laughs> I, what are you supposed to say to that on a first date? 10 minutes in. Like this man is trying to court you. I don't know. I know you mentioned this when we talked about it, but like, do you think he was just oversharing because he was nervous? I think he was nervous because the speed he was talking and the lack of eye contact. Still a hilarious guy. It just, it caught me off guard. And then I thought to myself, am I being close-minded and judgmental? Because I have tons of girlfriends who have... Well, no, I don't. I have a few friends who have done somewhat similar things. So, and I don't judge them. I, I look. I'm a. I promote hustling when you need to. I'm really lucky, and if I wasn't, I would be doing these things too. We all have rent to pay. And he was a musician and it wasn't working out. And his friend gave him a good opportunity to do the camming. And so he did it. And he told me some really interesting stories about married men whose wives would be in the background yelling at them. And they and he would have to be yelling at them too. And they it was just interesting. I wonder how actual much money he made. I mean, I'm just, I think it was a good amount. But my question to you is... And we've already kind of talked about this, but my question to you and the listeners is, what would your reaction have been? Should I have been shocked? Should I, or is that me being regressive? I don't think either one is 100% right or wrong. I think whatever is true to you is right for you. Like you're allowed to feel however you want to feel about that. And it sounds like you didn't in any case, you didn't make him feel bad about it. And you didn't like share if it was weird for you or if it made you feel any other way. But I think it's also okay to have more traditional values or more traditional, you know, feelings about a relationship. Maybe that knocks him out of the running as someone you would want a relationship with. And I think that's totally okay, too. It just depends on what you would find attractive in a partner. And you can't really police that sort of thing. You but can't. And knowing thing- that, you know, even if like you weren't romantically involved with him, would you still be his friend knowing this? I think the answer is 100% yes. 100% yes. But I thought about it and I asked myself if he were still doing the camming and wasn't at a nice finance firm, would I still want be attracted to him or want to date him? And to be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> it's really? I just like hypotheticals. I was attracted to his work ethic and the ambition it took. Like he made that money and then he invested it. And now he's got a great career, it seems, in finance. So that I'm like, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. But I thought if he was still making the money and being ambitious and work ethic and successful, Mm -hmm. but it was from camming, not finance, how would I take that? And to be honest, I don't know if I would be 100% comfortable Mm -hmm. with that for one I don't know if I would want my partner entertaining other men or women on a cam site because I don't know if I, I always say I think I'm open to open relationships and things like that. But I think if I'm really in love with someone and willing to see a future, I would need that to not happen. Yeah, it's really hard to know until you're in that situation. Speaking of, are you going to hang out with him again? Well, he 
doesn't live here, but he is visiting again. He had said on the date, he like talked about hanging out again, like what we would do next. But yeah, I would love to hang out with him again. But I don't know. If, I, I feel more platonic right now and not even because of the camming situation, more so just because, I mean, I feel platonic with like almost every man lately. So I'm a slow mover. We know this. But I'm not, I, I just, at this point, I'm just in a state of confusion and limbo. But it's something I... Well, and you said he was really funny and you guys have a similar sense of humor. So at the very least, it sounds like you could get a friend out of this. Yeah, absolutely. That I am sure of. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm proud of you for being open and for having the critical thinking ability to challenge yourself on something like this. Because a lot of people would never get there in their minds. They would never think, oh, like should I feel this way or, you know, question the societal norms behind things. So I applaud you for doing that. And I'm glad you brought it up for us to talk about and for us to think about because I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And this is why I love dating. You know, I still have Mm -hmm. my little sexual security blankets for because I don't like putting myself out there sexually. So I still have like my side hose that are concrete consistent side ho ho, the one singular yeah we will not speak of it but I love dating for these reasons because it is challenging my mindsets and my personal views my beliefs and it's just interesting to meet people who are successful but had such a different non-typical way of gaining success than most or at least who are willing to talk about it where most aren't I just am infatuated by it Mm mm-hmm And everyone's so different. I feel like you're getting a real spectrum of humanity right now. You've done sober dating. You've done dating people who want their nipples to be twisted really hard. And now you're dating a former camboy. I'm not dating any of them. I just went on dates with them. I like this for you. I, I encourage you to continue to get weird, get out there, report back. Because this is... People need to know what's out there. I want to gain experiences and connections. Mm-hmm. That's still what I'm doing. Have I found boyfriend potential? No. No. But even if I found it, I'd probably glaze over it just because we're still in our avoidant mindset. But you know what? What is the time right now, you know? And your time will come and it'll be it'll be there when it gets there. Everywhere you go, there you are, as my mom likes to say. <laughs> God, we've already told all of the really good stories about your mom, but I would love to just retouch on White Stump. <laughs> you know, you know. Talked about White Stump. Okay, current events. I don't know. Do you want to talk about Julia Fox or do you want to talk about Anna Delvey? So I've been compared to both this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I would I would like to talk about both. Someone told me I looked like Julia Fox. Wasn't sure if I should be super offended or super flattered. I don't know either. It could go both ways, honestly. I understand the Anna Delby comparison because Louisiana Island heiress is hard to wrap your head around. And when you're as frugal as me, you know, I I get it. Anna Delby vibes all day long. Always trying to (laughs) not scam, but get my refunds, get my discounts. (laughs) Also million heiress. It's a hard combo to accept to fathom Anna Delvey can detach like no other she is the least bothered person and she is the epitome of fake it till you make it because this shit's wild and if a man did this 
which they do all the time, I definitely do think there's a clear double standard. I have no problem with what Anna Delvey did, if I'm being totally honest. I'm not even upset that she scammed people. Because it sounds like these people were out here just trying to get scammed. Like, the way that the whole thing went down, if you've watched the Netflix series, you're kind of sitting there being like, what the fuck? The whole time. To every single person who says yes to her. What I really wish that had been a part of it that wasn't a part of it is I want to know how she even got to the societal place in New York that she eventually got to. Because the series opens and she's already there. She's already throwing parties. She's already in the right places, at the right restaurants, with the right people. She's already well-connected. And those places in society are so difficult because they're so insulated in New York City that I want to know how she broke in as an outsider with a crazy accent, like who no one actually knew from anywhere how did she get in there? And that's the question that wasn't answered and it it drives me nuts. Well, that is the most mind-boggling one. Maybe she did what I did and befriended promoters. I, but promoters don't get you that level of access to those people. That's what we're... The promoter that I, my friend is very close with in LA brought us to Diane Vaughn. Never mind, I shouldn't say names. They, they knew pretty high up people. But the thing is in New York... I think that is a rarity. I think that is more of an LA thing. It is so Yeah, I was going to say, that's the big difference there. New York, actual New York powerful society is tiny and almost impossible to get into as an outsider. Unless you're born into it, unless you went to school with all of those kids, like the fact that she got in is absolutely wild. You make a good point going to school because I always Mm -hmm. say my biggest regret in life is not having gone to undergrad in New York because I would have, I mean, I I have an easy time socializing and making friends and connections. I do, but it would have been a million times easier had I entered at 18 and had colleagues and peers in college opposed to just showing up at 22 when everyone's Mm -hmm. formed their groups, you know? Yeah, but that's a good point. I'm shocked. What I don't understand is how did people just keep not, like, just not get cards on file? Like, that is what is insane to me. Exactly. If I had known that I could just walk into the nicest hotels in New York City and stay there and never once give them a card, I'd have been doing that for 10 years. And like, I, (laughs) if they're that dumb, I don't really think she did that much wrong if they didn't bother holding her accountable. Well, that's the thing. If I was thinking like, okay, is she unethical? Absolutely. Is she selfish? Absolutely. But you know what? All these people kind of knew that about her. They were using her Mm -hmm. like the girl, Rachel was hanging out with her because Mm -hmm. she was paying for free celeb trainers. She was taking her on all paid expenses internationally. She was using her Exactly. Can you imagine saying yes to a trip where not a guy that you were sleeping with, because that's different, but a girl that you're basically peers with says, I'll take you on an all expenses paid luxury international trip. Can you imagine you, the person you are today, being like, yeah, sounds great, I'm in. Like, under no circumstances would I be like, yes. I would go. That to me just sounds fucking nuts. I would go. 
I don't want my friends paying for me for stuff. Like, I don't, you know, that weirds me out. I'll tell you what I wouldn't do is put my work card or any of my personal cards <laughs> down. I would be booking the first flight out. That is what I wouldn't do. And that's the thing. Legally, I mean, that's why it was not, Rachel's verdict was not guilty, I guess. Or Anna wasn't guilty for mm -hmm. that because Rachel willingly put her cards down and they told her, no, this card will be charged if her funds don't go through. And yeah, Anna right. lied to her, but $60,000 is at stake. And at the end of the mm -hmm. day, on paper, it just doesn't hold up. But I think a, another reason that she, that Rachel eventually got out of those charges, because Amex dropped them, essentially. Um, the other reason that she got out of them is because she said she feared for her life, which if you watch the series does seem true. They were going to call the police and throw them in international jail if they didn't pay. So she didn't see a way out where she could be safe and get out of there without putting a card down on her own. But again, so I can just go to any international nicest hotel ever in Europe and Asia. And when I don't pay and they threaten to put me in jail, just say, I'm scared I'm going to die. And I just will never have to pay. I don't know. That's a good question. It's confusing. And the biggest thing is, was she sleeping with the guy at Fortress or not? Everyone said no, but how do you sign I, over the, without having any paperwork? She used a voice yeah. changer. Like this man works at Fortress and we're really like, how that. easy is it to take money from people? The way that she got $200,000 out of pure thin air, I thought, which is, which is like more than double what I make in a year, just out of the air. All of a sudden, 200K in her bank account. I mean, I've gotten about that much back from returning my textbooks to Amazon. It's doable. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I got that much back from Rove from returning my couches. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I tagged you in something. What was it? I tagged you in something really funny about like a year later, this girl like <laughs> finally got the last cushion to her couch. What? To like a couch she ordered in 2021. That was a meme? No, I think it was a tweet. Every time I see someone posting taxidermy rats, I'm like, they're stealing my brand. Like, the, you, no one's doing this Wait. before. Yes, first of all, that. Second of all, I would like to point out for anyone who has watched the Anna Delvey special, I am positive you heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> I have been talking about Anna Delvey for years. I have been following this story for so yes. long. And you're welcome. Not that I think, you know, it's it's my entire responsibility that you know about it. But, you know, you can say that you were in the know way before most people. And you're welcome. Katie is the one who brought it up last year. Mm -hmm. And she even said. When I listened to that clubhouse with her. Like, I have listened to the actual Anna Delvey speak. Oh, I love her voice, I will say. Her voice is crazy. I remember thinking it was so crazy on the clubhouse, but I watched an interview with the actress who played her. Who's the girl from Ozarks? Justin Timberlake. <laughs> what? No, that actress who plays a completely different character in Ozarks. The range that this girl has is pretty incredible. I saw that. Just in dialect. Like, she's got this crazy, strong Southern accent on Ozarks. And then Anna's is this hybrid Russian-German-Americanized thing. 
let's try to recreate. It's wild. It's really good. Give me your best Anna Delvey. Just say something she would say. Okay. We were doing this. We kept doing this after that poor waitress spilled the drink all over me. My friends were like, Katie, you handled that really well. And they were like, we were just watching Anna Delvey last night. We kept expecting you to be like, do you know who I am? You said, Okay, that was good. <laughs> Wait, let me do it for okay. real. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I could do to you? That was really good. Okay, give me yours. Okay. Can I have some money? (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, now we each have to do our best. Julia Fox. I mean, I was just Safdie's muse in Uncut Jams. Okay, I'll go. Anka Jams. <laughs> and this has been a dialect masterclass with Chaz and Katie. You know, when I'm alone, because I often, you know, I do my little voices to myself. When I'm alone, I can do a very good imitation of so many things. Like what? I don't know. Like your toilet running. No, like I'll just talk in little, you know, I talk in my little voices to myself, but. Yeah, but I don't think those are imitations of anything, are they? You're like, yeah, I sound exactly like Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm just still home alone in the dark, pitch black, talking like Joe Biden. <laughs> that was pop culture for this week. I hope everyone enjoyed. Can I just say, though, Kanye, as entertaining as it is, First of all, I do notice there's always this big con, 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 whoa, Kimye drama right before he releases an album. So just keep that in mind. But is it the album or isn't his documentary thing all coming of it. soon? Genius. He released a song this week, City of Gods, oh, which did. I really like. Oh, yeah. Actually, that one is really I can't good. tell if he actually is having like a, like a full-blown manic episode, which if he is, full respect, we should not make fun of him. And also the turmoil Kim is going through being the, you know, the brunt of it. Or if it's just a perfectly timed media situation, you know, like press world situation. My favorite piece of the whole thing is that he's <laughs> he has started calling Pete Davidson skeet and he won't call him anything It'll else. It'll be a serious conversation. Kim's like, Kanye, you're... Pete is going to get hurt and it's going to be all your fault. And he's like, I will never do anything to hurt. You are our family. I'll protect you forever. I will make sure no one hurts Skeet. And it's all in caps. But he made a whole thing. He's like, I should not talk in all caps anymore. It is disrespectful and jarring. Yes, he's working on communication. And you know what? Whatever's going on there is none of our business. But I really like that he's calling Pete Davidson. The thing is, in the same breath of saying, we, you know, we can't make fun of all this stuff. They are celebrities at the end of the day posting directly to their social media and they do have mm-hmm. documentaries and albums coming out. So I think they want us to interact or at least listen and tune in, obviously. Mm-hmm. But right after Kanye said, no more caps, I've, I need to, if I'm going to be a leader, I have to be a listener. And people said, no more caps. And then he said, "Never mind, all caps, back, all caps back on 2022 or such, all caps. Like he said something. So it was just funny. Do you remember when it was really a thing 
it was in vogue to print Kanye's tweets on things, either as art for your apartment or put them on a tote bag. I think we're entering that era again. Did that, I don't fuck with that bitch Stormy tweet. Yeah. It's yeah. Prob- I still don't think it's real, but that was my favorite thing people printed out. <laughs> Giant canvases that said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all great. So looking forward to that becoming a cultural moment again. Moving on, let's talk about one of the other topics you wanted. You pick one. Oh, surprise. No, you pick. You surprise me. Mm -hmm. Okay. You open a neighbor's package. You know that's illegal. Oh. Well, it was accident. It's that. that I was about to say that sounded like Anna Delvey. It was accident. Accidentally opened neighbor's mail. Accidentally cash check. It, no, it, um, I just keep doing weird shit and my neighbors are like, what the fuck? Like I opened, I brought up my neighbor Ron's package, opened it thinking it was mine. Cause I brought it up with mine, realized it was his, left it open in front of his door, texted him saying, I brought up your package and accidentally opened it. He texted me saying, Chaz, this is not my package. This is for whatever's package. And then I had, and it was not a name, anything close to Ron. I was like, how did that even happen? Now it's just, and there's been a bunch of incidences like that. Like, I don't know. I, that's it. I just keep doing it. Are you getting the feeling a lot recently that your brain just cannot do things properly? My, I feel that way all the time. When could mine ever? Is it fair? But <laughs> mine could at one point, I think. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the pandemic. I don't know if it's the new job. I don't. I don't know if it's because I just sit in my apartment now and work instead of leaving and going out into the world. But my brain is dead most of the time. If I'm not actively working and like on some shit, and by that I don't mean on drugs. I just mean like on my grind, on my hustle, on my shit. It's it's off. It is completely off. All my brain knows is Kringle. (laughs) There is this treat at Trader Joe's. It's all I think about. It's all I talk about. I'm not kidding. She's really not kidding. And I went to go get it again, and I didn't realize this shit was seasonal. And I am beside myself. All I want is Kringle. Any conversation Chaz and I are having outside of this podcast, 90% is centered on Kringle. It's so close to King Cake. It's better than King Cake. It's Kringle. It's either toilet or Kringle. That's all I know. It's Kring Cake. Katie has it. She got a Kringle. <laughs> and so now she'll, I'll forget about it for a second. And then she'll trigger me and she'll say at time, Kring time and send me a picture. And then it's like it, it, something goes off in me. It's like, you can't stop it. And the whole day I'm just going to the Instagram of the Kringle company going through each flavor I've already read about 20 something times and like okay so they have (laughs) trying to memorize it they have chocolate they have red velvet they have cream cheese they have king cake kringle the expression on Chaz's face right now is so upset I'm overwhelmed by the amount of kringles and the fact that I only got one pecan from Trader Joe's and never again you know that you can order them from the site I I think that's what my mom they were $12 at Trader Joe's I don't want to pay $40 Oh, 40? No. Are you sure? Okay, Chaz has a question about coffee shops. Well, I think I've asked this before on the pod, but like, how long are you allowed to stay there? How many coffees can you possibly drink? Are you always guaranteed a place to charge your laptop? 
if you're drinking that much coffee, you're going to have to shit. Is it okay to leave your stuff alone? Is it weird to take it with you? Then what if you lose your spot? Do you have to, after you shit and you brought your laptop, do you have to go home? Can you make home? So I think in order, the answers are yes, no, no, yes. Have you ever? So you can stay as long as you want to in coffee shop culture, I think. There's really no limit as long as you continue to buy a coffee. I would say one coffee to maybe two hours of table time. And that's in Austin etiquette. So I don't know if that applies in New York City, but in Austin, I would say one coffee, you go about two hours. Okay, so I have to make phone calls. Is that rude that I'm calling people? Yes. So that's my job. So then I'm just, can I can never do it? I think you can, but maybe not constantly. Maybe on a day where you only have a couple of calls. No. Or if it's an outdoor coffee shop, I think that rule does not that apply. That doesn't exist here. Have you, had, have you ever had Kringle? <laughs> if you shit, you have to take your things with you. Because what if someone takes them? It's not the coffee shop's fault. And then like, it's not worth the that risk. That just seems like such a hassle. There's this place in Lower East Side called Book Club I went to this weekend. And it's so adorable. But it's such a competitive place to get a seat. And I just... I just feel like if you ever get lucky enough to get one, I would rather just risk having my laptop stolen than the seat stolen at that point. It's so hard to get there. And if you're lugging all your stuff, I don't know. That seems maybe just like it's not the right coffee shop for you to work out of. But what is? I like Devotion in Williamsburg. It's really beautiful. Good for working. I'm not going to go all the way to Brooklyn. for. Well, you would go all the way to book club, apparently. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't like to work at coffee shops unless they're outside. I have a question about Slack. We're just going to talk about tech stuff, tech etiquette. Do you use emojis on Slack? There are, you know, you can make custom emojis. Does your, does your company do that? Where any photo of any person you can turn into an emoji. So there's an emoji that my whole team uses all the time, which is my boss dressed as like a cowboy on a horse at Halloween and it's like the the emoji has a name it's cowboy thomas and they use it all the time in the slack channel and i'm like this is embarrassing i don't know what it is about emojis that i find deeply embarrassing but i just, i just think it's so weird meanwhile you're sending your boss knives in the mail saying you're next or some shit what a creepy thing did you give your boss for his birthday Everyone's, I was like, what? Everyone's kissing no. with emojis of him, and you're sending him threats. No, it was his birthday. <laughs> his birthday, and they do these things called padlets, which ugh, I hate that word, padlet, um, for birthdays at the company where you can put a GIF and write a little message. And so the GIF that I chose is this lumberjack dude looking over his shoulder wielding an axe because my boss likes to chop wood he's like very naturey and he likes to grow mushrooms and chop wood and like make fires and stuff but then I realized after posting it it kind of looks like I'm threatening him yeah it's just like an axe with blood dripping and Katie just said you're next (laughs) that is not true a little aggressive but cute okay so you don't you don't know what I'm talking about no, I just use the crying smile emoji with everyone in my job. You do that in life too, so I'm glad to see that nothing has changed. Consistent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, w- I was prospecting this person who had the last name But, 
And I thought I was putting it in our Slack channel that's just my immediate team members, which is just like my peers, the other people on my level. And I put it with the entire sales team, which means like the upper, upper management, everything. And I said, hey, everyone, this guy's last name is Butt. I thought that was pretty exciting. And the guy, I know this because the one of our, the head of the sales team, like head, 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 responded, this is hilarious. It reminds me of that scene from The Office. And I was like, why are you looking at this? But that it was received well. oh, Yeah, I mean, at least it wasn't, at least it wasn't weird. You got a good response. Yeah. Okay, you pick the next one. Okay, you have to do it. Which one do you want to do? No, you do it. Do what? Go on. Do a please stop. Please stop. Spectrum and AT&T from Scammy. That's the one you chose? Okay. There were so many good ones on there. Okay, Do it again. Okay, let's try again. <laughs> please stop putting your baby photos on your dating profile. Oh my God. Yeah, great one. Great, please stop. Immediately, every single person stopped doing that. I do not care what you looked like as a child. Why would anyone? Why is it relevant? A cute baby photo is not, I think what men think will happen here is they're like, oh, this girl's going to see my baby photo and she's immediately going to be like, oh my God, our babies would be so cute. Like our babies would look like that. And I would never want a baby to look like that more than likely. Exactly. It just, that is not where a girl's mind goes. It only makes someone question why you don't have another good recent photo of yourself. If the best you looked was baby, you peaked at baby, Sorry. Try again. When did we peak? I think I'm peaking right now. I think you I are agree. too. I think yeah, I think we're peaking. Think we're peaking. Which is kind of sad because that means it's all downhill from here. <laughs> it's only been downhill. Only going to be downhill. What's your please stop? I'm going to steal one of yours because I didn't write any down. You can't spring recording on me like you did today. I didn't know we were doing this and I came in very unprepared. It's okay. We just got to be spontaneous now. I know. I just, I got to remember to go in here more often, but you have some really good ones. Take one of them. Okay. Please stop. Totally agree with this. Saying that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Yes. So. Or saying the way that anyone's heart is through their stomach. First of all, ew. Second of all, that it doesn't really work like that. I have dated so many men who are really good cooks and who feed me all the time. And. I broke up with all of them. So. <laughs> yeah, no guy is going to say, yeah, you know, I'm not sexually attracted to her and we have nothing in common, but she is so good at baking. No one yeah. can say Her chocolate chip cookies though, man. First of all, also, or second of all, I said first of all like three times in a row. You're ordering, you have the option to order in. We live in 2022, the 21st, 22nd century. We <laughs> have options now we have so many food delivery apps who's spending their nights cooking every night home-cooked meals for their man we have jobs to attend to we have lives yeah I got shit to do I know people who cook every weeknight pretty much and I it couldn't be me it blows my mind I don't know how they do it it sounds boring I want to go out to eat I want to go out to eat too good okay okay good yeah all right that's all We're going out to eat. Bye, everyone. Please stop.